Rachel earlier that I'm really looking forward to chatting to because I take a look at her life and I just think, Chicago fire, you know? It looks that glamorous. Uh, she's hard at work. She's not only just an athlete, but she's a firefighter as well. Springbok 7's uh, athlete. And we now chat to Zintlen Dawonde. She joins us on the line to let us in on how it is. Well, I know she's keeping fit during this lockdown, but how is she actually handling handling it? Zintle, a warm welcome to the show and thank you for your time. Good afternoon, Romy, and thank you for having me on Radio 2000. How are you? I'm always good, thank you. How are you keeping? Uh, I'm keeping fit, that I can tell you. <laughs> Look, I've been on your social media. I was saying to my producer, Timmy, I was like, that is insane. Like, I can't do, I don't think I can do half the things uh, <laughs> that you're doing. Can't I give you my body? You take it to the gym and you give me yours. <laughs> don't worry. You just, have, you just have to stay at home. Just tell everyone else to stay at home. They can still do their exercises while they're at home. How are you coping uh, on the ninth day of this 21-day lockdown? Uh, I must say, well, at the moment, especially work-wise, it's been really, really quiet. But obviously, that's the way of protecting and, and uh, obviously not allowing the spread to affect us uh, any further. Mm-hmm. But uh, fitness-wise, yeah, it it really is difficult uh, having not to train on the field because we used to to training on the field, and you know, uh, you have like the whole field. Um, to use, you have more space to use, but with the lockdown, obviously, it doesn't mean that you can't mm, train mm. or do any exercises. Um, for me, I just thought that was another way of shocking my body, you know, having to do different things um, from what I have been doing. Yeah. You're an essential service, right? As a firefighter, you still go to work every day? Yes, I'm a firefighter at King Charlie International Airport, and I do go to work every day. So I'm four days in um, and four days out. Is it nerve-wracking? Being on the front line and knowing that, you know, my services will be called upon and I could I could be potentially in danger. Yeah, it is actually. But uh, with the protocols that they're put into place, um, um, not allowing aircraft to come in or go out. I mean, in a way, we are protected and also with the people staying at home. So mm. not only are they only protecting themselves by staying at home, they're also protecting us who are actually going to work and being on standby in case of any emergencies uh, that may arise. Yeah. I mean, please tell me you watch Chicago Fire. You know, as I was reading up about you and seeing what it is you're up to, that was the first thing that came to mind because they make it look so glamorous. Like, I want to be a firefighter after watching a few episodes of the series. Is it as glamorous as it looks? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Just that I'm lucky because with, with firefighting, it complements my Marabi career as well. So I have to keep fit at all times. So when, my, when I'm at work, I actually get time to actually fit uh, mm. in like mm. two sessions. Also, when I'm off work uh, for, for the food, four days that I'm off, I also need to do some work as well. So it's not much of um, a different environment for me. Yeah. You you have to tell me where the love comes comes from. I mean, how did the bug bite for you to be a rugby sevens athlete and then that coupled with you being a firefighter? I mean, I don't want to say male-dominated world. I always try and steer mm. clear of that. But really it is. You are, you know, the rose amongst the thorns. <laughs> uh, with rugby, I'd say it's something that um, I always, uh, let me just say sport um, in, in, in 
Uh, it's something that I always wanted to do. When I got to high school, I actually wanted to play soccer, but they didn't have it. So I just decided to join uh, rugby, and that's when I started having the love and passion um, for rugby, um, which put me to where I am now. With firefighting, uh, you know, growing up as a young girl, um, I did sport management, so initially I wanted to be involved in a sport um, environment. Mm-hmm. However, you know, you grow up um, being raised by a single parent, and you, after school you just have to find work because you, you need to provide. Yeah. So that's when um, I saw a post at Kingshara International Airport and I decided, okay, um, seeing that I don't have any job uh, right now, there's no sport jobs available, I might as well just take up firefighting, you know. And as I got to it, um, that's when I actually developed the love and, and, and passion for it as well. But it's not something that I actually wanted to do. Mm. Really. Uh, I, I used to look at it, I was like, ah, ah, ah. ah. People are running away from from fire, but you, you <laughs> you're running, running towards it. <laughs> yeah, but as you as you train, you get to know, you get to have the feeling of saving someone. You get to have that relief of, you know, being not necessarily a hero, but you know, to have done something or mm-hmm. change uh, people's mm-hmm. lives or save them in a certain way. Um, so it gives you much joy and and, and pleasure to to do something that yeah. you really really love. I mean, your mom, did she take a step back and go, Mm-mm, I don't know what's going on here, rugby, firefighting? <laughs> of all the career choices you could possibly possibly choose, these mm, are the two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she would, I would come home injured, I was still a 16-year-old, you know, come home, you have injuries, and mm. you're crying, mm. mom. Mom, this, please massage me there. And she's like, oh, why don't you just leave this? Because you're not getting anywhere with it, and you come home, you have to cry, you know. <laughs> uh, but as she got to see how I'm progressing, then she started realizing that it's actually, actually something that I love uh, doing, mm. it's something that I have passion for, despite the pain that I come home and, and, and cry off. But uh, it's something that I want to do. And as for my dad, uh, he he never really <laughs> agreed to it, you know, because mm. I had to come school, I had to come home from from school late. Um, and in our culture, you know, you, as a as a young girl, you can't come home after five, right. so you have to be home before then. And I had practice, like rugby practice, after that, and it was a whole drama. But my teacher actually went and spoke to to him to actually give me at least um one day of a practice, uh, practice session because mm-hmm. um, my teacher actually saw something in me. So after. Did he understand, though? Did he understand <laughs> that, look, even the teachers coming to say, please allow her to, um, did yeah. that infuriate him even more or did it make him understand? Mm, well, it didn't, to be quite honest. It actually didn't because even with that day that he gave me that one day, because we usually train twice a week, but he only gave me one day. Still, you'd still see that he doesn't really approve of it. Mm. But he's actually now my number one fan now. Because <laughs> <laughs> now that's 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 just part of life. You have to go through some processes. You know, you have to go some difficult uh, difficult times, and that's yeah. where you actually have to show that okay, this is what I want to do. This is where I want to be, and everyone else around you then starts believing in you, mm. and they start seeing the results. You seem pretty focused in terms of where you're going and what it is that you want to do. What was the hardest time for you as you tried to pave your way and your career and make a name for yourself? Mm. Uh, I would say there's there's quite a lot, um, especially you know with males um, with with coaches that are male dominated your soccer and your rugby. Mm. You you don't really have that much uh, support. You don't really have that much exposure. Nobody actually sees that there's a young girl, maybe from to at the farms who actually has talent because there's not much exposure. There's not much um, 
people that are coming in to actually um, have a look at, at the talent that people have. So mm. um, you've got to work hard. You've got to show yourself that this is what I want, that this is where I want to be. And with, with young girls, um, for me especially, I had I, I, I had difficulties uh, because I had to, you had to get fit. You had to be a certain um, um, uh, certain weight. You had to be fit. Uh, you had to weigh so much, you know. So those things became a challenge because I was young, just a 16-year-old. I didn't have gym at home. Um, I had to eat healthy. I didn't have uh, like money to buy stuff, um, healthy stuff that I needed for 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 me to actually be in that mm. standard. Mm. But that's one thing I always tell people that I never actually took that and and had an excuse for it. Instead, I I I worked and I I tried to live like a springbok when I was not one. Um, so they, at home they would cook putu and cabbage. I'll say <laughs> I, I'll eat cabbage rather, you know, just to maintain <laughs> putu? the. Putu. They were like, hey, look at this one now. Doesn't eat uh, the food we make. <laughs> yeah, I was no. I'll just say no. I'll just eat cabbage and boiled eggs, maybe. You know, yes, I didn't have gym. I was okay. I'll do push-ups. You know, gym at home. So that's that's actually where I, I started. Then I realized, okay, I don't have this, but now I can't be making excuses that I do not have one, two, and three. Yeah, I need yeah. to do something out of myself so that when I get to the stage, I actually know. Um, or it becomes easier for me to actually adapt. So from that and from that mindset, I actually worked hard. Um, I just. Uh, went through everything that I needed to go through. I, I did the extra hours after my practice session. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when, after uh, everybody could see my work, even the results in my body could show. And that's uh, even on the game as well, on my inter-provincial games, that's when they started selecting me because they could see that there's an improvement from where I was back then. Look, those fitness uh, videos that you're posted on your social media, man, (laughs) I will not keep up. But do you think that 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 is where it all started, where you realized I cannot make an excuse, I need to make a plan, and I need Mm. to work with what it is that I have, and just conscientizing yourself to health and what it is you need to do? Would you say that is where the fitness journey began? Yes, I would really, really say that's where it began, uh, because... Like I said, the excuses and everything else that we have, there's a lot of young girls that are talented now that do not have the platform or do not have the, um, the equipment and everything that they need, they need for them to become uh, in a provincial, uh, international mm. athletes. But we can never say now, because I do not have one and two, now I should chill and, and wait for somebody to come and, and brighten up my future it begins with you and where you are and what you do of yourself at at, at that time and as the time goes on that's when you're actually going to see the light in your life Mm -hmm. what would you say your highest high has been at the moment um in your rugby career uh i would say scoring the 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 try, I remember we played in Hong Kong uh, when we played seven. So I played, um, I scored a try that actually led us into the finals after <laughs> <laughs> after we'd have gone through the, past the time already. So I got the, one of the phenomenal tries, you can check it on YouTube, that actually got us to our, um, our final to play against uh, China. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Does it stand it out? Is it like one of those goosebumpy <laughs> moments where you're like, yes? Yeah, yes. It's one of those. <laughs> but but the, the one with my team is, will definitely be the one where we, we won the Africa Cup. Um, the Africa Cup uh, where we are now going to the, the Rugby World Cup in 2021. Mm. So next year we are looking at the Rugby Women's World Cup in New Zealand. 
So that's where we are now and we are working towards mm. that. Mm. Mm. What do you still want to do? What do you still want to accomplish? Definitely to develop women's rugby. Um, I believe that there's, there's a lot that we can still do and we can't be relying on on other people then that don't understand where we've been um, uh, and don't understand the circumstances that we, we, we face as athletes. So I believe that as someone who's been in those shoes and who understands uh, the young people that are coming into the system, I believe I can change that. Um, hence why uh, from my young age, my, my, my starting career has been uh, sport management because I wanted to be part of the development of women's rugby or a woman, a woman uh, sport as a whole. So um, looking towards the future, um, when I start playing rugby, that's if ever that's going to happen, <laughs> <laughs> then I would, like, <laughs> I would like to make sure that the foundation of, 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 of women in sports um, is, is quite clear, that they get the exposure that they need, that they are noticed, and they're actually, their sport is actually um, in the same level as men. Mm. What would your words of advice be to women uh, as a role model, uh, as an athlete, especially during this time where, you know, your mind could be playing tricks on you and you could be wondering about the future. Perhaps, uh, you know, you're not going to be paid at the end of the month. But just in terms of motivation, what would you say specifically to women out there? Uh, to the young ones, firstly, can I just say this: that they can never, they should, they should never determine their their life or their background. Should never determine what their future would be. So always believe in yourself. You can always be uh, whatever that you want to be. And for every woman out there, I just want to say, especially the athletes. Yes, um, we're facing a pandemic at the moment, but that's um, that's just you to actually be in your space uh, focus on what you want to be focus on your dreams and, 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 and your fitness goals so this uh, this 21 days I take as um, a, a habit that you've been doing habits so I take it as a uh, days that you need to sit down and figure out where you want to be in your life focus on your dreams work hard for your dreams you can always be what you want to be I love that Zinsley, it's been a pleasure meeting you, albeit here on the airwaves. Thank you very much for your time and be safe out there, especially in the type of work that you do. Thank you very much, Simi. You guys tell them to stay at home. They must stay, in the, stay, stay at home. Stay they must home. protect themselves in order to protect us. So if they are protected and they're at home, that means that we as essentials are protected as well. Oh, so protect well yourself, guys, in order to protect us. Very well said. Zinsley, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Sam. More than welcome. Zintlinda Wunda there, Springbok Women's Sevens player, as well as a firefighter. Guys, go just Google her name and you will see that this woman is as fit as a fiddle. But she makes a really good point in terms of the frontline people who are essential services, who are still at work. As long as you stay home, remember they are safe. And so I guess it's a bit of a domino effect here, right? But we all need to stay home. We can all do this, uh, but we can only do it together.